0: Halloween has passed, holiday decorations are up, and there still is no adult-use cannabis stores open for business in Massachusetts. Patience may be a virtue, but millions of dollars have been invested in this new industry and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, they've done a great job of delaying the launch again. We talk with one of the premier doctors who uses cannabis as a medicine on this edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Hi, everyone. Welcome to In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. In just a moment, I'll introduce you to our in-studio guest, Dr. Uma Donabalan. But first, a reminder that this In the Weeds podcast with Jimmy Young is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, and the clnsmedia.com website. You can also find the entire video record of this interview on theweedtube.com. In the Weeds with Jimmy Young is supported by the Revolutionary Clinics in Somerville and in Cambridge. You will find great service and an educated staff at Revolutionary Clinics every Thursday is education night at their 67 Broadway Somerville location. That's Revolutionary Clinics now in Cambridge and in Somerville where the patient comes first. Dr. Uma... Donna Ballin is one of the premier authorities on medical uses of cannabis. Her company, Total Healthcare THC, promotes cannabis as a treatment option at uplifting health and wellness in Natick, Massachusetts. Dr. Uma, thank you so much for coming in today. Jimmy, thank you so much for
1: having me here today. So, the history goes back to where I'm originally from. Mm-hmm. I'm from India. Mm-hmm. And cannabis is one of our sacred plants in the Ayurvedic medicine. It was used. And it was part of our medicine, it's part of our religion, spirituality. And they knew this is used to lower anxiety, get rid of fear. And also it was used for so many different dysentery, cholera, typhus. And William O'Shaughnessy first learned about this in 1833 in Calcutta, in India, from the Ayurvedic doctors. He brought it to the United States and to Europe, and he knew the value of this medicine. Even back then, there was hundreds of papers written. So when you tell me that we don't have evidence,
0: please look it up. That takes effort, Uma. You know that. It's a click of a button. You can even ask Siri now, right? But it means time. It's time. And, you know, it's not a priority yet for these doctors because well, they, they're also living in fear of the fact that it's still federally a schedule one drug. Right.
1: And then they say stuff like to our patients, well, I can't talk about it. Right. Or my hospital
0: mm-hmm. doesn't Won't support it. Right, right. Right. Right.
1: And because they get federal money. So mm-hmm. let's talk about what the reality of it is. OK. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is we are all patients mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's not doctors against. Patience. It's that we are all patients. And this is what I'm saying. This is one plant. And I look at it for five things and I'm saying this globally. It's for people, it's for pets, it's for the planet. It's for peace and it is for profit. But this plant is food, fuel, fiber, paper, and medicine. And we replaced it with synthetic, 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 synthetic and they have names. Yes, I know. The hearse. The DuPonts, the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, the Mellon, and they had a badass mouthpiece. Yeah. Harry Anslinger. Yeah. And when you look at how, how the power of media mm-hmm. can misinform maliciously, <sighs> with
0: intention... It sounds it, like, sounds like our Behind the Media podcast that we just finished, but yes, it, the misinformation and, and facts. And, and by the way you have to learn to respect and trust your source the beautiful thing that i think that is leading the way in this cannabis movement in the united states is science and research that has been able to be introduced and starting to, more and more is being introduced now yeah. it's it the the argument you cannot argue against the facts of different studies because well let me seeing, ask you this question yeah, go ahead.
1: i've asked this question repeatedly okay go ahead Dr. Uma says, what part of zero is not evidence? Please answer that question for me. Zero. Zero is zero. Right. It's not 1.5. It's not 0. 0.3. It's zero. And it's been zero. And we are p- having people dying. Dying not because they wanted to commit suicide today. Not because they had any intention. Even the slightest To be dead, they followed the instructions given to them by their healthcare providers.
0: Right on some of take this pill twice
1: a day. Take this pill if needed, and if that doesn't work, add this one in. You know, I came from where I was a part of that writing pills after pills after pills after pills, Mm -hmm. and I am proud. I'm proud to say that it's almost a decade. And I haven't written an opioid.
0: No, oh, that's great. That is awesome. That is awesome. And yet, and still, with all your work, you know it's still out there, and and people still are fighting the stigma. They're fighting the fifty years or sixty years of propaganda that those. You know, the Hearst, the DuPonts, the Anzlikers, all those people helped fund the Reefer Madness movies. It's still going on. It is still going on. It's an it amazing. on. So let, let's, cut, let's cut to the chase for a second because you mentioned Schedule 1. I thought you did a great job of explaining that. Enlighten me because I thought cocaine was part of that too. Um, there is a movement very slowly at the federal government level that they are going to look at descheduling cannabis. In the next few months, even. And let's talk about that definition really closely. Yeah, but before you get there, I want to see if you can confirm what I think. The reason why all of a sudden this is becoming a a real movement and a possibility, our neighbors to the north, the first G7 country, Canada, to make it legal— all that investment dough that has flowed into Massachusetts as the first East Coast state to have it legalized or at least voted in by the populace. Money and finishing first always drives United States history. It just does. It's one of the reasons why those people funded Reefer Madness because they did they were afraid they were all in the print industry and newspapers and what have you, and they wanted to control that. They didn't and they also Back then, as you know, the prejudices and the stereotypes were much Some more... Some things
1: haven't changed.
0: Well, I was going to say, they are not as blatant as they are uh, now. I mean, now it's institutionalized. It's been part of our culture. People, um, the. I don't want to get into the old politics thing because I just spent an hour railing against you-know-who down in D.C. I don't want to go, go back to that. That being said, I want to go back to scheduling, though. Do you feel... The fact that they've made epideal... Epidiolex. That too. Um, the, the first FDA-approved drug that has a cannabis origin. No. Although it's artificial. Am I right? Didn't they make it artificial?
1: Yeah. So we've got- This is for- an
0: epilepsy drug that has just yeah, come to it's the co- market.
1: It's come to the market. But to let you know, we've had a synthetic drug on the market for quite some time mm-hmm. already, which is called Drobanyol and Marinol, which is the name of it. And these drugs were from the late 80s, 85, I think, to be specific. And they're in Schedule 3 and 2 right now. Mm-hmm. And they're synthetic drugs. Yeah, we don't and like that. We synthetic want natural. drugs, too much of a synthetic drug will kill you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Marinol is a synthetic drug. Yep. And Marinol is something that a doctor can prescribe. Whew. And it's made by a pharmaceutical company. And it's a dose. Mm. And this is why. You never, ever, ever hear me use the word dose when it comes to cannabis. I use the word titrate. And titrate is a very chemical engineering word to me because I'm still a scientist. At the end of the day, I'm the daughter of a chemical engineer, a teacher. My mother was the first woman to get her master's in statistics in South India in 1959. And 12 years later was the next person. So. That's inbred in me. So if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't compute to me. Mm -hmm. And what I'm understanding is that here we have a plant that works with a system. Mm -hmm. I look at this as a supplement. okay? To enhance your life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it is part, like, my brother always says food is medicine. And I'm like, yes, Dr. Uma says food and medicine is what cannabis is. Cannabis is food and medicine. And that's where I tell people to start. And this is why I'm trying to explain to people we need a deschedule. It doesn't belong on any schedule.
0: Interesting. Take, it, a, off. De- take schedule it off. Deschedule it.
1: Absolutely. Hmm. Not reschedule it because people are trying to get this rescheduled into another classification from one to lower it down to two. No, it doesn't belong on anything. And I want to make that very, very clear because we have this as a supplement and that's what it should be looked at and if people can understand that vitamin d right you Mm -hmm. go out and get it from sunlight Mm -hmm. you could get it from food Mm -hmm. but if you don't have it you get a deficiency Mm -hmm. and dr ethan russo has done a lot of work with this and what he's clearly stated is that a deficiency of cannabinoids leads to migraines, fibromyalgia, IBS, and so many, many more illnesses. Hmm. So why not give people good food? Mm -hmm. Start with,
0: I say, hemp. Mm -hmm. Start with hemp. It's legally available. Right. Let's define it because there are still a lot of people that don't understand that hemp is a cannabis-derived plant that has less than point oh no point one percent THC in it point th- oh three, four point or three 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 percent THC in it a teeny, teeny weeny amount yes
1: and that's too because mainly for measurements and it goes back to again well it, um, it
0: has to activate you need the a little THC to activate the CBD did I not read that somewhere
1: uh, well let's let's ta- that's our, another conversation of chemistry but okay let's <laughs> d- define what you're saying right yes now. Yeah, yeah so when we look at cannabis sativa mm-hmm and when we define hemp and marijuana, it's the percentage of THC.
0: Correct. If Which is the psychoactive component. Of I like the plant. to use the word intoxicating. Intoxicating. And the, this is all
1: okay. vocabulary. That I kind of like, you don't like psychoactive? No, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to come why. back to that. Okay, good. But to define <laughs> what marijuana and hemp is, hemp is less than 0.03% THC, mm-hmm. is what's considered hemp. Mm-hmm. If it's more than that, it's considered marijuana. Mm-hmm. That's why they classify Mm-hmm. Okay. Hemp is part of where we're able to get it as food and it's available. Mm-hmm. And this is also why they've had this cut off because CBD, which is a big thing that a lot of people are talking about, mm-hmm. is one cannabinoid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when Dr. Mishulam first identified the components, some of the cannabinoid, they identified THC as psychoactive
0: mm-hmm. and CBD as non psychoactive. Right. It's the anti inflammatory component. Both CBD. of them are
1: anti inflammatory. They are. Even all- the THC. Absolutely. But the difference is CBD does not, I'll repeat this, CBD does not work with the CB1 receptors nor the CB2 receptors. It works in a different mechanism, it's another receptor. So this is why people have to understand how things work. In CBD, when you take it alone, calms you down, mm-hmm. helps you relax, mm-hmm. helps you feel less anxious. So you think it's not psychoactive?
0: Ah, very good point.
1: Okay, so that's why I,
0: I like to define saying.
1: this as intoxicating
0: yes. and non-intoxicating. Okay, so you really do have two uh, intoxication drugs that are out there. One one is a poison they that we have accepted in our society for alcohol. many. It's alcohol, mm-hmm. and where people die from it and having too much of it and mm-hmm. drink to get drunk, which I just can't understand. Um, versus uh, the THC, which is yes, it's intoxicating. Both, by the way, adult usage. By the way, the you as an adult over twenty one, there are still plenty of people out there. Who you don't need a license to take it, but you should certainly learn something before you take it. And to start low and go slow. Wait, well, there's three rules. Go ahead, talk, talk to me because I'm obviously the Green Nurse Group is an influence on me too. The the Green Nurse Group, I'm sure you you must know Sherry Tutkus and that group. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, that's where I learned that phrase. So that phrase is good. Yes. Well,
1: Dr. Uma has been saying something for a long, long time that people use and take to use my words. Mm -hmm. And I'd love the credit for when they use my words. It would be greatly appreciated. Okay. So Dr. Uma has three basic rules. And Dr. Uma says, rule number one, hydrate before you medicate. Mm -hmm. Rule number two, start out low or very low and slow with food Mm -hmm. and titrate.
0: And rule number three is journal. Oh, take notes on how much you took so you know the next time because you're putting a lot of um, responsibility on the person to self-medicate. Thank you very much for pointing that out. Yeah. Because we have this thing called health care. Right. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: It's expensive. And that's why Dr. Uma practices total healthcare THC.
0: Aha. And that's our website too. I knew that. It's total actually
1: totalhealthcarethc.com.
0: It's actually under your name as they put it up We we took care of that for you. Spelled Beautiful. it right and everything.
1: But that's <laughs> one of the things that I want people to understand. Yes. What I practice is the whole person and we're incorporating yes, I want the THC, not just the CBD. I want the THC because THC is what works with the CB1 and the CB2 receptors. And that's a key part because that's the part that's neuroprotective, the antioxidant. And understanding this is very, very important. And these are the things that I've been established. And I'm, like I said, I'm one of 45 doctors that's in the nation that's actually a certified cannabinoid medicine specialist. There's lots of people writing recommendations, mm-hmm. but they're not certified. And I've seen over four thousand patients in Massachusetts, over four thousand patients in Washington, and I've dedicated my life to doing this. I don't work for any hospitals, universities, insurance companies, Medicare, or Medicaid. I work for my patients.
0: Nice, isn't that refreshing to actually hear a doctor say that? I'm just. And saying. I love what I do. Oh, that's the best part. In the Weeds is a podcast produced at the studios of Little Park Media in Wellesley, Massachusetts for the listening enjoyment of our audience. None of the opinions or advice on this program should be considered medical advice or a substitute for seeing a certified medical marijuana practitioner or your local physician. All opinions and thoughts on this show do not necessarily represent the management of CLNS Media Group or Little Park Media.